Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Wednesday, January the 24th, 2024, one twenty-four twenty-four. It's the Feast of St. Francis de Sales and also the third Wednesday of Ordinary Time. And our reading is from the Gospel according to St. Mark. On one occasion, Jesus began to teach by the sea. A very large crowd gathered around him so that he got into a boat on the sea and sat down. And the whole crowd was beside the sea on land. And he taught them at length in parables. And in the course of his instruction, he said to them, Hear this, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on rocky ground where it had little soil. It sprang up at once because the soil was not deep, and when the sun rose, it was scorched and it withered for lack of roots. Some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it produced no grain." And some seed fell on rich soil and produced fruit. It came up and grew and yielded thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold. He added, Whoever has ears to hear ought to hear. And when he was alone, those present along with the twelve questioned him about the parables. He answered them, The mystery of the kingdom of God has been granted to you. But to those outside, everything comes in parables so that they may look and see but not perceive, and hear and listen but not understand, in order that they may not be converted and be forgiven. Jesus asked them, or Jesus said to them, Do you not understand this parable? Then how will you understand any of the parables? The sower sows the word. These are the ones on the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear, Satan comes at once and takes away the word sown in them. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground, who, when they hear the word, receive it at once with joy, but they have no roots. They last only for a time. Then when tribulation or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Those sown among thorns are another sort. They are the people who hear the word, but worldly anxiety, the lure of riches, and the craving for other things intrude and choke the word, and it bears no fruit. But those sown on rich soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it, and bear fruit thirty and sixty and a hundredfold. So we have a big reading here today, although I'm not going to go too long. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a little complicated. It deals with a lot of things. But what Jesus does here is pretty amazing. I, I always say Jesus is very smart. He's the smartest person that there is. Nobody's as smart as Jesus. So what he does is he tells a parable, but then he gives a little lesson about parables. And then getting back to the parable itself, he makes the point that he's making about the parables outside of the parable. In other words, he's talking about those who hear his teachings, some follow Some listen, some hear, some follow, some understand, and others don't. And he says, this is why I speak in parables. So that those who, let's see, let's get his exact words. Of course, my, uh, anyway, it's went out on me, it's back. He says, 
To those outside, everything comes in parables. I think about how some people just can't stand to listen to preaching unless there's a good story attached to it, whereas other people could just listen all day to the truth. Some people need stories, and nothing wrong with needing stories. We're all, we've all been there where we're not grasping it or we're just bored out of our minds, so we need good stories to accompany the truths. But Jesus says he tells these stories so that those outside may look and not see, not perceive, hear and listen and not understand, and not be converted and forgive, forgiven. In other words, those outside, those not coming in, those not wanting to come in, they will hear the parables and they'll just be cute little stories to them. But to those truly following the Lord, those who truly love the Lord, they will hear these parables and they will follow Jesus very closely. They will understand them more deeply. There's a couple different gospel passages, and I had said Mark is usually more negative. But yes, in Mark's gospel, he talks about people hearing the parables and not hearing, not seeing, not believing. I believe it's in Matthew's gospel. He says, I tell the parables so that you hear better (laughs) and follow better. So the parables have a twofold purpose, just like so much of what Jesus does. When we talk about receiving communion, not having confessed, not being in the state of grace, we say it's eating and drinking unworthily. We become, um, what's the word? I mean, St. Paul says we eat and drink unto our own condemnation. You become um, confirmed in the state that you're in when you receive communion. If you're outside the flock, and you come up and receive communion, now you have the additional sin of sacrilege if you're receiving in mortal sin. Whereas if, if you receive in the state of grace, now you're all the more confirmed in grace, in closeness to Jesus. The seed that Jesus wants to plant in your heart goes even deeper. So it's the same with parables. Now, I want to connect this to our saint of the day, St. Francis de Sales, St. Francis de Sales, especially if we're talking about his book, The Introduction to the Devout Life, he was seeking to connect with the common person. He was seeking to connect with you and me, with all of us. If we read his Introduction to the Devout Life, which, by the way, was inspired by his friendship with St. Jane de Chantal, who was a woman who had been married, her husband died, and she was struggling, yet she was trying to grow in her faith. And so he wrote her many letters, and then he compiled this book for her that we now know as the introduction to the devout life. And guess what? It's filled with parables. It's filled with all kinds of cute little stories, cute little images, and it helps us to remember. It helps us to grow in our faith when we read things like that. And the whole point of his writings was the universal call to holiness, which Vatican II later, 500 years later, in the 1960s, is going to make part of official church teaching. Sometimes it takes 500 years for something to sink in. St. Francis de Sales taught you don't have to just be a nun or a priest to be holy, to be close to God. But rather, all people are called to holiness, but according to your particular vocation. According to each one's vocation, there is a way to pray. There is a way to be close to God. There is a way to live what he calls the devout life. So he tells all kinds of little stories and gives all kinds of great little examples. In a way, they seem childish, but in another way, he's brilliant. 
and he has a way of drawing people in. And when we hear these lessons, what happens? We want to, we're, we're in, we're, we want to grow closer to God. It's like the parable itself of the seed and the sower. Sometimes the seed goes deep and takes root and grows into a beautiful plant. And sometimes it's choked off by the world. It's rejected by the person or it's manipulated out by the devil, which by the way, we'll get into those, the theme of the world, the flesh and the devil as we get closer to Lent. In Lent, we focus on prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, which is something we really should be focused on all the time in order to counter the world, the flesh, and the devil. But getting back to the point of today, there are those who choose for Jesus, and Jesus draws us deeper. There are those who reject Jesus, and then we're just pushed further and further away. It's the same thing that's going to happen on Judgment Day. If we've chosen for God, at the moment we're judged, we're just drawn into the mystery. We're wrapped up in the arms of our almighty God who is eternally kind and loving and beautiful and amazing. And if we've rejected him our lives through our whole lives, then the very sight of him will, I mean, we fall in love, but then we're separated. We, we, we won't be able to be in his presence. He will reveal something to us for a moment and then we lose it for all eternity because we've chosen not to enter in deeply. Getting back to St. Francis de Sales, I know I'm back and forth a little bit here in this particular sermon, but he talks about the universal call to holiness, how no matter who you are, you can be drawn inside. You can be part of the in crowd in our faith. And he does a couple things to do that. One is he's one of the first Christian humanists. And that means, and Pope John Paul II was very much one of these people, Jesus was very much a humanist, and there's a lot of people, more devout people, prayerful people in the world today who reject this because they're a little bit off, you know, in their understanding. You could call it the heresy of Jansenism. There's a lot of different heresies that basically mean the same thing. Gnosticism, in other words, people that think to be too human is a bad thing, that the humanity is bad, the flesh is bad, love is bad, marriage is just something to be tolerated, whatever. And the reality is St. Francis de Sales taught that no, no matter what vocation you're in, it's good. Jesus lived in a family. Jesus worked with his hands. And so humanity is good. He has some parts that are actually humorous, even though it's 500 years old, you might not get the humor, but where he's talking about dancing and he's talking about some of the things that people do and how, you know, we place priority over one thing or another, one thing over another. And, uh, all the things of humanity can be good, but we always have to have that eye towards Christ and that eye towards heaven and not get all caught up in the human thing where that itself becomes an idol. So humanity is good and Jesus's humanity is through the thing through which we are saved. And then that leads us. And at the same time, St. Teresa of Avila was writing and she was saying a lot of the same things about the humanity of Jesus is the thing that draws us into the life of Almighty God. And what did he do in his humanity? Well, he suffered a lot, but he also had a lot of joy. He had friends. He experienced love. He experienced a human life. And so how do we tap into the humanity of Jesus according to these great saints? We meditate. So St. Francis de Sales talks all about meditation. And everyone is called to meditate regardless of what vocation you're in. 
whether it's two minutes here and there, whether it's a half hour if you have it, whatever, whatever you got, we are all called to meditate. So in his introduction to Devout Life, he talks about how to meditate, where basically we take events from the life of Christ. There's a lot of things we can meditate on, but the best thing to meditate on is the Bible. And the best parts of the Bible to meditate on are the Gospels. And so in the best meditations, we meditate on the life of Jesus and his humanity and how we connect and who we are in relation to Jesus and recognizing that all God made is good. And that's why Jesus became one of us, but not simply to remain complacent in the goods of this world, but to draw us out of our sinful humanity into a redeemed humanity into redemption, into his heart, which ultimately carries us to the Father in heaven. One of the great images I love from St. Francis de Sales, and this is one of my final things here, I'm going to wrap up in a minute or so. St. Francis de Sales, uh, I always use this image that he uses when he talks about filling our souls with grace, filling our souls with God's love. He speaks of, imagine you're like a beekeeper and you're gathering honey and you have like a big bowl of it, a big pot and you're gathering it and it fills up and it's almost overflowing. You now have to be very careful carrying that thing. Very gingerly you carry it, very carefully you get it to where you need it to go. You don't run with it and spill it all over. And this is an image I love to use all the time for when we meditate, when we pray, and especially when we receive communion, then we need to guard those graces and not just expose them to the wind not cast our pearls before swine, as Jesus says, but we guard them. After communion, we don't just get up and run out as if we just received nothing, but rather we savor those graces. We dwell with Jesus. We, we delve into the grace and we, we, we let it sit. We let it settle. We let Jesus into our hearts and we let him go as deep as we can possibly permit him to do because he just he wants to take us all. He wants to just completely save us, completely love us, completely give us everything. So Jesus, in his message today and on this Feast of St. Francis de Sales, our Lord is telling us, make the choice for him and he will draw us deeper. Make the choice for him and he will give us so many reasons to follow him more closely. He will give us so many deeper ways to understand him, and uh, especially through his saints, saints like St. Francis de Sales. There's so much for us to learn, but no matter who we are, we are called to go deeper. And one final point from St. Francis de Sales, the more we live the devout life, it doesn't destroy our human lives. Because, yeah, if our human lives were bad, yeah, then living the life of grace is going to destroy them. But because humanity is good, because God made this world to be good, when we bring that grace of God into each of our individual lives, each of our unique lives, it only makes them better. This life is meant to be sanctified more and more and more, brought into union with God, eventually to lead us to heaven, but even now to make everything happier, more joyful, sweeter, better, more peaceful, more loving. So I hope everybody has a great day. God bless you. And we'll talk again soon.